This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. All right, welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. That beautiful man on the other side of me, that's, that's <laughs> Howard Griffin. Howard, man, I missed you. Got to get you up on basketball, man. But you know what? Your boy filled in for you. He pinched hit and did a great job during the tournament. It's that, great to hear. That it's great to hear. Said, oh, yeah. That being said, Howard, <clears throat> wow. The Big Ten came out with the schedule release. And, you know, I give yeah. them credit. Because only the NFL has scheduled, has got hype around the schedule release. Kind of yeah. like that. Everybody was waiting to see what's happened. Is it nine games? Is it eight games? Is it divisions? I took away a couple of things. One, okay. the nine games over the eight games. I understand why you're doing this. You're bringing in USC. You're bringing in UCLA. I, I like it because as a fan, you get to see more competitive games. Mm -hmm. But it's almost unfair because the SEC was like, no, no, no. We want to make sure we schedule that extra game in there, that cupcake week, to make sure we can get extra teams in the college football playoffs. Now, everything that they did, Howard, it was set up to put two teams in the college football playoffs Mm -hmm. when it was four. Now it's going to be 12. They're going to try to do their best to stack that deck to get five to seven teams in every year. And I just wonder – did the Big Ten lose a step by by, by playing that extra game? You know, I, I don't think so. I, I think you start to look at, you know, your television partners also want to be a part of that. Uh, so that ninth game is, is a big part of that. And, and I think for the student athletes themselves, having an opportunity to, to play in different venues and actually be able to play in all the venues now uh, at least uh, at least once, I believe. So, it's one of those things. It's tough. Listen, the SEC, we don't expect them to change their model because it's been working so well for them. So I wouldn't didn't expect them to do anything. Expect them to stay pat, even though they're they're adding two new teams. But the Big Ten is is going to stay exactly where they are, and, and you know they have to um, you know actually provide you know some some good games for for their fan base and also television. And and listen, I, I think. It's going to bowl well for the Big Ten as well when you start talking about getting multiple teams in. I think that was a big reason to get away from the divisions. So now you'll have your top two teams uh, playing uh, in the Big Ten championship game. And there's still some things that they got to work out um, as far as tiebreakers and things are concerned. But to know that you're going to have your best two teams putting their foot forward is a big, is a big part of it. And listen, uh, when you start thinking about it that way, you know, you talk about Ohio State, you talk about Michigan, you talk about UCLA, uh, USC coming into the mix, Penn State's right there. And, and then, you know, it's 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 going to be a fight for that fourth spot and fourth and fifth spot because they're going to have legitimate opportunities to to make a case if there's a 12-team playoff. See, it's funny you said that. 
I was going to go someplace else, but you brought up that tiebreaker. That was the other thing that I'm going to be very interested to see how they do the tiebreaker. Because, for example, let's just say a team undefeated. Ohio mm-hmm. State goes undefeated. That same year, Penn State and USC go 11-1. and one. Yeah. Both losses are to Ohio State. Have we not reached the point where we're going to be looking kind of like college hoops at good losses? Like, you lost. <laughs> But you only lost by two, you lost by 13, so uh-huh. you're the second best team. Yeah, I think it's – listen, I think right now, uh, to look at different scenarios, it, it, you can do that now because they haven't put a – the tiebreakers are not out yet. They're going to release that. Um, I'm, I'm sure in the coming in the coming months that will be out there. But, yeah, it, it, it leads you those opportunities when you start talking about whether or not it's a good loss or bad loss. Was it at home? Was it away? Those are all things that I think are going to go into the mix. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's still about getting, you know, the best teams into the playoffs. And now uh, with just having a conference, the Big Ten Conference and not divisions, it's going to make things very, it's going to make things, quite frankly, very interesting for, for everyone. I think, you know, there's some programs that are going to have to adjust expectations as well. I mean, that's that's a big part of this. And, we didn't talk about this yesterday because, you know, we're, we're hyping the schedule and that's a big part of it. But now this is this is going to be hard for for a lot of teams to have expectations of actually playing in the Big Ten championship game. That has become a much taller task uh, for a lot of programs right now. No, you're right. I, I think expectations, expectations will have to change. I also think that um, non-conference scheduling, I mean, because when you look at it, it's weird. And maybe you were like me when I first saw the schedules coming out. When I still see USC, when I still see UCLA, I'm thinking that's a great non-conference game. Well, it's conference now. Mm-hmm. So, like teams like Michigan has Texas and Oklahoma yeah. on their schedule. Now, look uh-huh. at Michigan's schedule in 2024. Like, I don't think you could afford to play Texas now. For the fan, you want to see that. Yeah, you're Michigan. You got a question. What are we doing here? Because we already have five or six tough games already. <laughs> the SEC has proven you just need more wins than losses to get yeah. in. You, you know, you, you don't get, you know, extra points for playing tougher schedules because mm-hmm. I look at that and I look at the non-conference and I do think that you're probably going to see more of the – Lesser or group of five. How about that? More group of five schools being played in non-conference than scheduling those powerhouse teams, those crossover games. Yeah, I think it's something that you know athletic departments absolutely have to look at. Uh, and you, you mentioned USC. You know, traditionally that you know they they got the UCLA game, but how about the fact USC? They'll have to come to Notre Dame because they're playing them every year. They'll go to Notre Dame early. Notre Dame uh, traditionally has been that last week of the season. If Notre Dame goes out to, to Southern Cal. So there are going to be some adjustments there with them. So, I mean, there, there are some marquee matchups that are coming in 24-25 when you talk about non-conference schedules that now all of a sudden you're like, I got I to gotta go on the road for that. I gotta do. I have to do what? Um, so it, it, the challenges are going to be out there. I mean, they're going to be out there. And the flip side of it is, you mentioned it already. The fans. I mean, this is this is 
Nirvana for them because I mean oh, they've yeah. got a chance. You know, one the one of the great things about you know the the Big Ten conferences, these teams and their fan bases want to travel, and yep. you talk about seeing a UCLA, you know, coming to the Midwest, SC coming to the Midwest, looking at Ohio State go out there, Penn State, you know, Penn State. You look at Penn State's matchup in twenty twenty four. It used to be a time where you could <laughs> you could pick out which was going to be the whiteout for Penn yep. State, which yeah. game would be the whiteout. They've got they've got so many marquee games that I don't know how you decide which one would be your whiteout game. So it, it's going to be something, right? Because I'm looking at it. Uh, you can go Ohio State. You can go. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be playing every year, right? You can go USC, right? I mean, there's this. Yeah, you can go Nebraska, you can go MSU, you can go North, heck, Northwestern. But yet, yeah. when I look at these schedules, it's just like, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna make for some good games. I've already seen how TV has kicked in and moved some things around, and I'm gonna deviate yeah. the schedule a little bit because that was a big buzz here locally. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of state fans. Uh, Howard, I swear to God, it was 50-50. The the Black Friday game moved to Ford Field, Penn State. And yeah. had some state fans who loved it. Mostly it was the season ticket holders because I think they were like, we don't have to sit in the colds. It could be nice indoors. We'd enjoy this. But a lot of fans just, they lost their stuff. Like, when well, they sold out to the corporate dollar and this isn't right. When I look at this, man, you know, Michigan State plays Washington mm-hmm. exclusively on Peacock. Isn't this what the league signed up for? When you, when you start cashing those checks, you, you kind of got to do what, what the person who writes the checks say. Yeah. Or am I just overthinking this? No, I, I think that's a part of it. I, I think, you know, we'd all be naive to believe uh, that, you know, the partners, television partners aren't going to have a huge say in where teams are playing and how they play and um, what time they play. So, that's a big part of it. And and listen, there's a lot of money being thrown around right now and not just football, but college athletics as a whole. And I know the purists want to say, well, we don't, you know, we don't want to do all this traveling. Well, what about the student athlete? And I get it. Yeah. I understand it. But this is big business. This I- is big business right now. This is not. This this isn't even 1990, right? <laughs> this ain't 2000. even 2010, right? This is what what we're witnessing um, throughout college athletics is um, we haven't seen it before. Uh, you know, just quick turn. I mean, you look at you look at the young ladies at that LSU at LSU that are doing an unbelievable job with NIL and obviously winning on the basketball court. But you're seeing them, you know, really control their name, image, and likeness and being compensated. Mm-hmm. In most cases, on that particular team, they're making more money than they would make if they went to the WNBA. Exactly. And they're they're no they're in no rush to to, to head for that, you know, for the pros when the kind of money that they can make. Uh, at the collegiate level, and, and that's what we're seeing. I mean, you can look. We only have to look out to, to Boulder and what what Dion is doing at Colorado. When you talk about you know owning a transfer portal, when you're talking about, hey, I'm going to go read, you know, flip an entire roster. See, you uh, haven't seen that. What he's doing is just it, it's it's unbelievable. And it whether is. you like it or not is a different story. But 
it's unbelievable what he's doing, you know, out there. And, you know, he's hired a couple of really good, you know, an offense and defense coordinator that, that are outstanding coaches. The question out there really is, you know, can you can you really bring that much talent in from so many different play, places and get the buy-in that you need to have? And can you make them a team? So, you know, that's going to be one of the challenges oh, yeah. you know, How, we'll be watching. He, over 60 players not there. I mean, yeah. as I told people, his biggest thing is injuries. He can't afford – he has no depth. So he, he literally has to take his players, put them in bubble wrap, and store them on a shelf – in between games to make sure nothing happens because they lost so many people that it was like I said, it's just the whole depth factor. But yeah. I, I that's one where yes, I am watching to see how that goes because I that was a lot of turnover. But mm-hmm. back to the Big Ten because yeah. I we can get to Dion on on another one because I got a lot to say about that. Yeah. But there is something, Howard. You guys had Gene Smith on. Mm-hmm. And in the last 30 seconds, you kind of asked him about playing Michigan the final game and then playing them again the week after. I look at this, and I look at the 12-team playoff system that we're about to go to, and it almost feels like, at least to me, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of people won't agree with what I'm about to say, but Howard almost devalues that game a little bit because if you know you're going to be playing this team again, especially in the second week, if you've already clinched – you're going to almost treat this like a a spring practice where I'm not going to play my star quarterback because I'm going to play next week. I don't want to take the chance of getting hurt. Now, you're a former athlete, so yeah. you got a different mindset, and that's a hated rivalry. But just hypothetically speaking, both teams have already clinched their spot in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Why would I play my star players the week before and risk an injury and, and technically a, a meaningless game? Because I thought if it were up to me, and I know this is blasphemy to some. <laughs> Don't do it. I'd move the game. I would move the game to beginning of, like, the Red River shootout. Mm-hmm. Move it to October. So, therefore, you give people more of an anticipation of the rematch. Oh, you know they're going to play again in a few months. And, look, we had the leaders and legends. We all thought it was going to happen. And in seven years, it never happened. Mm-hmm. And it's a hypothetical thing. But I just look at it as – this may be one where it would behoove them to move it a little bit earlier to give the loser of the game a little a, a chance because here's the other thing is recency bias. You know, when it comes to the polls, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that team that lost was sitting in that 10 spot out of 12 teams and you lose two weeks in a row, now all of a sudden people wonder, are you really that good? Mm-hmm. And you just played your way out of the playoffs, whereas if you still lost twice – but you yeah. lost once in October and you lost once in December, you're still in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, it, I know there was a lot of talk, a lot of talk back and forth. And, and there's always been about, you know, possibly trying to move that game up, but it's just something that wasn't going to happen. Right. I, you look at uh, um, Gene Smith and, and, and Ward Manuel, they, you know, they came to an agreement, right. And they, right. it wasn't just them. You, you had, they're, they're the other athletic directors that also needed to to be on board with this because you mentioned that one, right? And, and one of the other things that happened is, you know, those protected rivalries were important as well. Yeah. Um, Iowa's got three protected ri- rivalries where Penn State has none. 
But I think that when you talk about Michigan and, and this Ohio State team, both programs, there's such uh, storied uh, programs that I, the game the game would do crazy numbers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Each week. Right. That's the that's really the thing. I, I mean, the numbers are going to be crazy. Uh, I think you you look at the both head coaches. Um, it's important to both of them. And, and they recognize it, And they don't try to downplay that game at all. And, and I think that that's part of it. But. That's one of the things that could happen with this thing. You can you can have them playing two weeks in a row. Um, if it happens, you know, it does. It's going to be one of those things. But you know, that's just some one, another one of those things they they needed to figure out and they needed to come to an agreement on. Um, and, and you know how both fan bases feel about it, particularly you know the Michigan fan base. They they want that game. It's important to them. And Ohio State is it's important. I mean, you can talk to fans right now. Both programs, you lose. We can lose every game, but we got to win that one, right? Right, and that's you know that's. But see, that, those are fans. Historically speaking, it almost behooves you if that were to happen to lose the first game because the it historically speaking the, the when you play again that quickly, uh-huh. the loser finds yeah. ways to to figure out what happened, what went wrong, and they come back and win. Just like I look at. You know what Ohio State did, and I mean they were one time out away from I'm thinking almost being a national champion. Mm-hmm. They had Georgia on the ropes. They they yeah. lose uh, Najig, not Najig, but Marvin Harrison. Mm-hmm. He goes down, and then you know they had this trick play, and Kirby Smart sniffed it out. Yep, call timeout. That was the play of the game. Yeah, they get that first down. They're playing TCU that was injured, and, and we're and we're talking about they win the whole thing. So. That team kind of fixed things, and they would have been playing indoors on a fast track, which yeah. is basically what that team is built for. So when, when I look at this, I, that's just me. I, I look at that. The other thing for me is, I guess, are we doing this again in another two years when it looks like maybe two more teams from the Pac-12 could be, <laughs> you know, somewhere up in the Northeast? Yeah. You know, a Washington and Oregon finally comes in. Are we could see at that point. I think you can go back to divisions. You could have, well, yeah, you could have what two nineteen divisions. Mm-hmm. The East and the West would be balanced out, and you could have a crossover. You know, interdivision game. And I think at that point, you you won't have to worry too much about the tiebreaker because the tiebreaker is the thing that really. After I sat and thought about it, like. Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting because oh, yeah. 
What I don't want to see, Howard, is politics jump in, where this is a story program where Penn State <laughs> and Indiana are vying for that final spot. And you yeah. kind of saw politics take place in 2020. Mm-hmm. Ohio State got the nod. And yeah. in my opinion, Indiana with Penix Jr. was the better team. Mm-hmm. They went with the, the better program for the Big Ten. I don't want to see that. I want to see it settled on the field. I want to see it fair and equitable for those teams that are considered the other Big Ten teams and not a mm-hmm. part of the Big Four or Big Five. Yeah, you know, you know it, it's it's one of those things. And, and I think, but to me, it goes back to the, the, the playoffs, right? And, and this is, I, I, I believe personally that this is setting the, the, the conference up so that you can get those multiple teams uh, into into that opportunity to, if it's a 12 in the 12 team playoffs, it probably gives you the best opportunity. And, but to me, it, it just, I think programs have to, you know, maximize their resources. They're going to have to, and I mentioned it earlier, uh, people are going to have to readjust uh, <laughs> their expectations. And, and, and that's going to be hard, man. It, it, this is not going to be easy. Um, once things get going and things have to you know, play out and, but when, when those powerhouses get rolling, man, right. it, it, they're hard to stop. Right. And Ohio state's rolling right now. Michigan is rolling right now. Uh, USC is back rolling. I, I think Penn state is right there. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be incumbent on the other programs to, Who's who's going to be the next that next group that's going to be able to seize the opportunity? We we know Michigan State. You know, I really love what what they continue to do and what Mel Tucker does there has been doing. They just have to continue to recruit, uh, recruit and get the roster the, the way it needs to be be had. And uh, you know, there are programs out there that are right there. It's just tough, man. It is. I realize, man. I haven't talked to you in a while when the. The day came when it seemed like everybody left their program that day when it was Thorne, it was Keon, it yeah. was Bradley. I was moving, and my yeah. phone is blowing up. And we are, me and my buddy are literally carrying this couch down two flights of stairs. Mm-hmm. He is like, who is calling you? And I'm like, I have no idea, but I can't let go of this couch. Uh-huh. Finally, I get down, and it's like all these text messages and phone calls. I'm like, I'm thinking about myself, did somebody die? What happened? And they're like, tell me it's not true. I'm like, what? I now I'm freaking out, and they're like, "Yeah, they're leaving." I'm like, "Okay, mm-hmm. you know what? Let me finish moving. We'll talk about that later." But yeah. man, Howard, you, you know what? How about we save that? How about we save that now, and we and we do this again either next week or in the next couple of weeks? Because I for do sure talk about a lot of movement that happened yeah. in the off season. But final thing for me, I guess, is there a game or something you're looking forward to seeing? when it comes to the 2024 season? Man, that's, um, you know, I, I think I think they'll start to solidify themselves uh, once we really have dates, right? And you see where, you know, is USC uh, going to have to travel east? I think whether it's 24, 25, I think they're going to Maryland and they also have to go to Penn State in one of those, in one of those years. And I think you will get a chance to see what, what travel really looks like for a lot of these programs. And um, it's, it's going to be tough, right? It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's going to have some challenges. It is. Uh, we're, and those things are going to have to be worked through. And I think one of the things that we learned really, you know, through the pandemic is, is that 
uh, which I think will help as far as you know how you how they're setting up their travel, uh, as far as steady studying is concerned for their players, because you, I, I don't expect that if you're SC, you're going to fly east the day before the game. I, I just I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's actually that's something I didn't think of. See, you know, see right here. This is this is why I'm <laughs> show with you. I didn't even yeah. think about that, but you're right. Where Right, it's it's like yeah, if you're traveling to Penn State, you could leave, mm-hmm. you know, Friday morning. Yeah, you're there in an hour or so, and yeah, it's all yeah. good. Where, yeah, you got to get the, used to the time zone. Mm-hmm. Like and so there are a lot of things. There, you know, there. And listen, hey, we're just man, we're. I know we're focused on football here, but I mean the, the other sports. And listen, I I do realize and recognize that they are ultimately going to do what's best or try to, to do what's best for the student athletes. But let's, let's be real. It, there are going to be some challenges. Um, oh, I honestly, I could easily see yeah. whether it's any of those other sports or football. Like if you got a back to back weeks where let's say you're at, you know, let's USC looks like they're going to be on the road at Penn state mm-hmm. and they're on the road at Maryland and they're yep. back to back weeks. I may just say, fellas, we're going to stay out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I doubt that they would do that to them. At least they shouldn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I could see it. And I, I think, but where you may see that happen is, is some of the other Olympic sports. Yeah. You could definitely see that with some of the Olympic sports. And, you know, if you fly east, you fly west, and, and you're playing a couple of those teams while you're out there to to kind of uh, kind of take some of the, the pressure off of the travel. But all of that remains to be seen is something I'm sure we're going to have a lot of conversations about uh, in the coming uh, weeks, months, and uh, years. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm hoping that USC at Penn State is going to be a whiteout. I'm looking forward to see Michigan at USC in the Coliseum. Man. UCLA, I mean, every Big Ten team wanted to play in the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now you get to do it. Yeah, at least once in your college career, whether yeah. you get to the Rose Bowl or not, you will get a game in the Rose Bowl. So I think that that's kind of cool. Because I mean, I, I was out there, you know, geez, it's the ten year anniversary when State won it. That's I'm wow. Yeah, celebrating <laughs> this year the Washington game. They're bringing right. they're going to do a ten year celebration with all. So they're like, we celebrating the Rose Bowl. I'm like, but you guys bringing Low White back? They're like, no, it's ours. I was like. <laughs> It's been 10 years already. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it's been 10 years since we made that tackle and we stopped them on fourth down. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So looking forward to our appreciate your time. Uh, you know, okay, your vacation's over. I need to it's over. I need to get you back here, man, because there is some stuff I want to talk about. You got time this week. Let's do this again next week. All right, sounds good. All right, for Howard Griffith, I'm Rico Bid. Thanks for listening and watching the Five Star Zone. You know what to do. Keep subscribing, keep liking, keep telling your friends. Howard and I will be back next week.